down to the final two episodes of the podcast that will ever be recorded here in Nashville. Part one of Goodbye Nashville is straight ahead. I'm Steve Freeman. This is the Steve Freeman Podcast. You're listening to the Steve Freeman Podcast, the real raw truth about the pursuit of success in music, business, and life. Here's your host, hit songwriter, multi-platinum selling producer, and serial entrepreneur, Steve Freeman. Welcome back to a new episode, everybody. So glad you are here. We're doing things a little different today. Uh, I'm not going to mess with the social media stuff or the ads or I'm holding that out of this episode and the next episode as well, mainly because I just want to jump right into what we're going to be talking about. And that is over the last couple of weeks, as we prepare to leave Nashville, move to California, I've had the opportunity to sit down and reflect on the last 15 plus years. Um, Those of you that have listened to the podcast for any amount of time, you guys know that I'm, I'm really excited about this move. I'm not sad leaving Nashville. Um, I've been wanting to leave Nashville for a long time. However, you know, as a parent, you do things that are right for your kids. And my kids, we did not want to pull them out of the school that they've gone to for a long time. It was important that we stay here so that my oldest daughter could graduate with all of her friends and, and graduate from the school that, uh, that she's gone to for a long time. That being said, the last couple of weeks, I have done a lot of reflection. And whereas I'm, I'm not sad to be leaving, I am a bit sad of, about some of the, the people and situations that I will be leaving behind. Not because I, I think they have anywhere to go in the future, but I think it has more to do with the people that we run across, the situations that we get ourselves into, both the positive and the negative. They mark us in a way, and they become a part of us, just like scars. And I can look back over the last 15 years, and I can honestly say that there have been good times. There have been bad times. There have been times of struggle. When we moved here to begin with, was a severe time of struggle. I had been coming back and forth to Nashville for several years. And it got to the point where I was staying here two weeks, three weeks out of the month and then going back home. And we're like, look, why are we doing that when we could just move to Nashville? So we made that major decision to make Nashville home. Even though I had been coming for several years, I knew Nashville. I knew Brentwood. I knew Franklin. I, I didn't know really anywhere outside of those areas. So when a friend of mine said, hey, I have a bunch of rental houses, would you, are you needing a place? I'm like, yeah, we need a place. So one of the rental places he had was out in Madison. Now, Madison has come a long way uh, in the 15 years that we've been here. Um, I didn't know Madison when we moved. So I came, over to the, I came over to Nashville on a trip. My buddy said, hey, you know, let's come take a look at this house. So I drove straight to the house. It was, it was in the dark, so I really couldn't see anything. 
And I got to the house and I looked and I'm like, we were so excited about getting to Nashville. I'm like, yeah, this will work, man. This, this is perfect. What I didn't know is that at the time, Madison was not exactly the safest place to live. But it got us here. Such as could be described as so many different things in our life. They, there's an imperfect vehicle that gets used to get you where you're supposed to be. So it wasn't long after we moved into the house in Madison that we realized this, this ain't going to cut it. There were spiders everywhere. I, I, we, you literally, there was, not, there was not even a chance that you knew if you were in another room and you were going to walk into the living room, you, you, I, I, we, we would bet each other pennies, you know, because we didn't have any money, that we would see three spiders. I mean, we just knew it. So it, it was in, we had two small little children. And it was, it was extremely uncomfortable. It was unsafe. It was uncomfortable. But we were here. And that was the goal. We knew that's not where we were going to be forever, even though at the time it, it felt like it was going to be forever. We knew that it was not our forever home. Well, less than a year goes by. And, and, and I got to be, we were miserable during this, but we were broke as fuck. We had nothing. Literally, we had nothing. We had given up everything that we had when we moved. And we had nothing when we came here. We were literally, it was almost felt like immigrants. We, we had nothing. If it weren't for family, we, we wouldn't have eaten. Because I didn't come here for a job. I, did, I, didn't, I came here with a dream. I didn't come here with any money. It was like one of the two. You can come with dreams or you can come with money. You never get to come to Nashville with both. And most of the time, the people that do come to Nashville with both leave with neither. So we came fueled on dreams. Less than a year into living there, I got a call one night from my friend and said, look, the bottom's falling out of the real estate market. I'm about to lose all of my rental houses. The house that I've got, I get to keep one. And the house that you're in is the one that we're keeping. I'm like, okay, what's, and by, by the way, we were so down and depressed at the time that we had taken a trip back home to Arkansas to stay with my parents for like a week, just, just to get out and try to get our bearings. So when my buddy calls me, he called me, we were in Arkansas. We weren't even in Nashville. And he says, look, I got to give up all my houses. I get to keep one of them. And I'm choosing to keep the one that you're living in. And I'm like, okay, I mean, what do you do? So it's like, I don't know where to go. We can't afford Franklin. We can't afford Brentwood. I don't even know where to begin start looking. So I got off the phone with my friend and I told my wife, I said, babe, look, I, I've, I've, I know we're, we're here, but, but I got to go back to Nashville. I, I got to go back and here's the deal and here's what's happened. And as I got back to our house here in Nashville, I was on Craigslist. I was looking everywhere and I found this house in Bellevue. I'd never even heard of Bellevue. I didn't even know where it was. Called the guy and he's like, yeah, absolutely. We, you can come look at it tomorrow. And this was a signal where everything changed. I met the guy the next day and I'm guys, I'm sorry if this is boring. you. This is why I texted my community the other day and I said, look, this is kind of, I need to get this off my heart. I need to get this out of my head. So I, I come the next day out to Bellevue where we've been now for, for 15 years. And 
I pull into this neighborhood that looks like the dream. I mean, it, it's, it looks like the end of the road. All the houses are big. They're nice. You know, community pool, pool, the whole nine yards, parks, everything. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. And I remember meeting him at the house. It wasn't a big house. It wasn't a small house either, but it wasn't. I mean, it, it, was, it was perfect. It was just exactly what we needed. Wasn't necessary, and, and at this point, it was what we wanted because we know we knew we did not want where we were. But it was perfect for what we needed and what we wanted in the time that we needed it the most. And I remember him telling me how much the rent was going to be on this house, but we didn't have money to buy a house back then. And I flipped out because it was actually. $400 a month cheaper than we were paying my buddy to live in this shithole out in Madison. And look, I don't know if you, if you, and I'm not the most religious person, but if you are a God believing person, this was a God thing. This was one of those God things. $400 less a month in a beautiful neighborhood with swimming pools and parks and bigger house, knew the house at that time was only six years old. It was brand new. We ended up meeting the people that owned the house, and they're like, look, we love you guys. Do whatever you want to do. We lived there for about six years. And then when we moved, we, we wanted a house that was bigger because at this time, my career had moved on. I, I was starting to get bigger projects and produce bigger projects. I had signed a publishing deal. Other things were starting to take off. We wanted someplace that was a little bit bigger so that I could have a studio at the house and not have to have my studio down on Music Row anymore. We found a house in the same neighborhood, a bigger house. We moved into that house and we stayed there for a few years. As I look back now, it's amazing the journey that we had to take to get to where we are now. Professionally, things did not move as fast as I thought they would or that I expected them to. I'm horrible. I'm a horrible person when it comes to expectations. I, I really am. I, I can distinctly remember being so excited that someone called me. We were back living at this place in Madison. Them calling me to say, hey, would you come engineer and do some vocals for me? And I'm going to pay you 250 bucks. And I, uh, I almost get emotional when I think about that because at the time, $250 was a lot of money to us. A lot of money. And I remember sitting there thinking, this is, this is where it's going to start. This is, this is where it kicks off. And it took a lot of years of doing things that I didn't want to do. I didn't consider myself an engineer, but I knew how to run Pro Tools. And I, know, I knew for damn sure we needed the $250. And I'll never forget we went and ate Chinese food because we couldn't afford to eat Chinese food. Probably reckless to do when you don't have the money, but it's little things in life, right? It's those things that keep you pushing forward, keep you going. But what I can look back and see, and then I wanted to talk about this for those of you that may be out there and you're feeling lost. 
you're feeling like you're not getting anywhere, like, like you're just, you're on that treadmill. I firmly believe as I look back, and I've not given enough credit, I'll be the first one to say that whether it's God, whether it's me putting myself in the right situation, every time I needed a boost forward, someone was brought into my life. Not long after that, I met Gil Grand. And I started working, writing with a lot of, of artists and writers from Canada. And started the record label. And so many, so many other things during that period of, of about three to four years where it was very shaky, not understanding. But every time I felt like it was going nowhere, something would happen. And it would get us a little bit further. One of the things that I take for granted a lot is looking at where we are now versus where we are, where we were is a very, it's a different planet. Might even, it's a different world. And I think I take that for granted a lot of times because sometimes when I look back, I think my immediate register of my memory goes back six months to a year. So when I look back and I get unsettled and I get frustrated about where I am today and, and wanting things to happen faster, it's because my cognitive memory, I'm not comparing where I am today to where I was 12, 15 years ago. I'm comparing it to where I was six months ago or a year ago. And most of us do that. But the last couple of weeks preparing to leave, as we are now literally 14, about 14 days away from leaving Nashville for good, it's these little things. My cognitive memory has expanded. And I have started thinking about and remembering people and places and things, situations, both personal and professional, that were so vastly different then than they are today. I have made some amazing friends. And lost even more amazing friends in these last 12 to 15 years. I remember making friendships at the time that I thought would last a lifetime. I remember investing in those people, not monetarily, but from a time emotional standpoint, investing in friendships and relationships. I remember doing that and thinking that this is how things would be forever. And I can also look back and remember and recall the exact moments and times when they stopped being forever. About that time is when I started and when I met and I talked about this not long ago, but I met my best friend in the world, David Aldo. It was around 2011. And I didn't like David when I first met him. Matter of fact, I hated him. I thought he was a cocky son of a bitch. When I got over my being cocky, I realized that we were a perfect fit. And David and I are musical soulmates. I've never written better songs than when I write with David. It was just another God thing, if you will, that we were brought together. Not long after that, David and I got set up by our publishing company. We actually wrote for the same publishing company. David lived in L.A. I lived here. He was here. So not, not long after, I'm like, look, I've never been to Los Angeles. I'm going to go out and, and 
spend a week writing with David. From the moment I stepped off the plane in Los Angeles, I fell in love with it. It literally, it bit me hook, line, and sinker. And I knew that at some point, that's where I wanted to be. For the next four or five, six years, I started going out to L.A. routinely. I was going out spending a week a month for many years. Developing relationships out there, doing stuff for TV and film. Writing with David, producing David's projects. And about four years into that, we, we, made, we were going to make a concerted effort to try to move to Los Angeles. We were in a perfect situation. We had not bought a house yet. So we, we were coming up at the end of our lease on, on the house we were living in. And it was going to be possible. Everything, it, it looked like everything was lined up. I fly out to LA to, to try to find a house. I spent three weeks out there. I put in eight offers on eight different houses, all above asking and didn't get any of them. Because for those of you that don't know, real estate in California works different than anywhere else in the country. It's starting to work that way here. But back then, you had to write a paragraph to give pictures, why, you, why they should pick you and pick your offer and all this other stuff. And those of you that know me well, I don't sell myself well. I don't like selling myself. I don't like doing that. If you want to do business with me, we'll do business. I, don't, I shouldn't have to sell you on it because you, you, know, you contacted me. I, I figured when I put in an offer on a house, I'm telling you, I want the house. Why do you care who's going to be living in your house when you're gone? Still don't understand that. But it's a thing. So I spent three weeks out there and we had nothing. Meanwhile, by what we were so sure this was going to happen, that while I was gone, we were preparing to leave. We sold everything we owned. All the furniture, we sold everything. So when we hit the bottom of the barrel and I ended up coming back to Nashville, I came back. I'd sold all my cars. I'd built up a nice car collection, Corvettes and Shelby GT500s and Porsches, I'd built, we sold everything, sold everything because we were moving to California. It was that for sure. We had told all of our friends and family, look at the end of whatever it was, May or June, when McKenzie got out of school, we're leaving, we're moving. We sold everything. We had nothing. And at that point, it's like, okay, maybe we're supposed to be here. Then some things started happening here in Nashville, which took me to another level. More stuff started happening. ABC's Nashville came on the air, and I started doing a lot of work there. I started getting more cuts. I started producing bigger records. So we thought, okay, this is where we're supposed to be. This is God telling us, okay, you're not supposed to move to Los Angeles. You're supposed to be here. So we bought a house. And if I'm being 100% honest, the entire time, the desire to move to California never left me. I, I remember having a conversation with the family that, look, if this, is, if this is going to be home, I will make the best of it, but it's not where I want to be. And we even discussed, okay, look, you can just go back and forth. You can do what, you, what you've done for years and just when you need to go, just go. Which I, I don't ever really talk enough about, but I, I do think it's worth saying that I would not have been able to accomplish anything that I have accomplished if it hadn't have been for my wife and my kids. Because they have sacrificed so much and given me the permission, if you will, uh, being willing, being in them sacrificing, allowing me to do anything and everything I felt like I've needed to do at the time. 
And believe me, I've made stupid decisions. But even in that, it's like, okay, if you need to go spend a month out in California, go spend a month out in California. We'll be fine. And so I started to try to resign unto myself that this was going to be home, that Nashville was going to be home, and this is where we were going to hang our hat. It's just something inside me wouldn't let it go. Now, to kind of flip over in the same time, I keep going back and forth between personal and professional, but during this time, things kept growing for me professionally, and things got really good. I met my business partner, who is still my business partner today, and she is my business partner in every single thing that I do, whether it's publishing, songwriting, uh, the video production business, TV and film production stuff. It doesn't matter. Courses, it doesn't matter. She has, has been there th- with me through thick and thin and took a chance and bet on me when nobody else would. And I, I can say that had it not been for her as well, I would not have been able to place myself in some situations that ended up very, very positive for me and that moved my career forward exponentially. What I, this is part one, by the way. Part two will be next week. We will, I'm going to walk you through why we're moving to California what brought that whole thing on, what this whole thing has been, because it has been extremely stressful. But the one thing I want you to take away from what I've learned and in, in what I'm looking back now over these last year, years here in Nashville, be open and be malleable to where you can move with the flow. I know that most everybody listening to this episode today is not where you want to be. I wasn't where I wanted to be for a very long time. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm happy about moving to a different setting. I love water. I love the beach. I love my motorcycles. I, I will be in so much better headspace out there than I am here. But I can sit here and tell you that just the location's not everything. Just because I'm going to be living where I want to live, I'm nowhere near where I want to be in life. Not even close. And I struggle with that a lot. I struggle with the things that matter and the things that don't and assigning value to each one of those to try to decide, do I need to stop doing anything? I got to be real honest with you. I didn't want to come in here and do the podcast today. There are literally a hundred million things going on right now trying to get ready for this move. We've got eighth grade graduation going on for my youngest, senior graduation going on for my daughter. We've had a few things that have popped up that have just came out of nowhere that just kind of knocked us up by the side of the head, all while trying to pack up this place and get it ready and get it, get it moved. It was supposed to be a lot easier than it was. But looking back, here's what I want you guys to take away. I know you're not where you want to be. But the only person that can get you where you want to be is you. I encourage you to keep making decisions. Notice I didn't say keep making the right decisions because we don't know. When we're making these decisions, we have no idea if we're making the right decision or the wrong decision. Now, a lot of people come to us and they're quick to tell us, oh, this is, you're making a wrong decision or yes, you're making a right decision, but it only, they don't matter. 
What matters is how you feel about the decision that you're making. And a while back, I, I had made reference when we were talking about success, is that I believe that success is a train. And your job is to get up every day and go place yourself in the middle of the train tracks so that when it comes by, it has no other option but to hit you. And I've tried over the last several years to live my life that way and reminiscing and thinking about the past and the people that I'm going to be leaving behind. I've thought about if there's any one thing that I can sincerely look at and go, this is the reason why this is happening. And the only difference from somebody that may be, and I'm not meaning this in any condescending way whatsoever, so I hope you don't take it that way. But for those of you that would look at me and go, that I want to achieve the things that Steve has achieved. Or anybody else, substitute me, anybody else you want to go out there that you think has, have achieved the things that you define as success. Over the last few weeks, as I, as I think back, I realized the only thing I did every day was got up and went and stood in the middle of the tracks and I walked one direction or the other. I did nothing other than that to get to where we are right now. And that is to me realizing my dream of moving to California. Now, a lot of small little moving parts had to come into effect in order for that to happen. I had to have the success. I had to have the financial wherewithal and all that to be able to do, to do this. But I achieved all of those things because to this day, I get up every day and go and stand in the middle of the tracks. And I, I invite every single one. There's plenty of room, guys, girls. There's plenty of room. I, come stand with me every day. I, I've been a little, probably more so than I have shown. Uh, but it, it has become quite emotional. I had to go do something the other day, and I had to go out to Cool Springs. And a trip, a drive that I've made thousands of times, I had for the first time the other day because I realized this would be the last time. This is the first time that it will ever be a last time for me. I'll never make this drive again. And I'm starting to, to see things. I realize today that I will never... I mean, maybe sometime in the future, but it certainly won't be a regular thing. I will not be back downtown Nashville. I'm trying to decide if at some point, I thought about doing this for a YouTube video. And for those of you that are listening, uh, shoot me a text or a DM if you think you'd, you'd like to see me do this video. I, the, the, the reason I've hesitated is because I don't know if I could get through it, to be honest with you. But I've been thinking about taking one of the cameras out and, and going to the places that built me around Nashville. My first, second, third offices, where my studios were. And almost creating a diary, if you will, for myself to remind myself of where I've been. Where I'm looking so forward to leaving here. I've literally, I've got the countdown going on my watch, on my phone. Even this week, I've got to be in Chicago three days this week. I get back. 
And then I've got to go to California. I'll be in California for a week and a half and then back here for my kid's graduation. And then we fly out back to California for good. So there's a lot going on. But I, as I've been doing things here the last few days, especially, I'm realizing that my normal is coming to an end and something completely different is taking its place. There have been so many wonderful things that have happened here. So many firsts. This is where my kids were raised. They weren't born here, but they were raised here. This is their home. It's everything and anything they've ever known. So many firsts have all of a sudden over the last week become a lot of lasts. I'm going to end part one right there. Thank you guys for being here again. Hope this isn't boring. You guys, I just feel like I, I, I didn't even, I didn't even prepare for this. I, I just wanted to sit down and talk. And I think it's probably therapeutic for me to get it out. As I think back next week, I hope you'll join me for goodbye. Nashville part two. And I'll tell you what's led to this decision what's coming up, the things that are changing, and so much more. So I hope you'll join me next week for part two. Guys, until then, dream big, work harder.